Hey, everybody. A, a somewhat defeated, somewhat mopey and sad, but overall optimistic quack quack from the quack 12. That is right. You know, uh, we're probably going to have a little more laid back of an episode here because what I found over the years is after a heartbreaking loss, even if the game is fantastic, which objectively, I think if you're not an Oregon fan, I think it's safe to admit, like, holy cow, that game was was crazy good. You know, if you were just some Big Ten jabroni, which we will have to deal with a bunch of them, not too long. But if you're, you know, some uh, Big Ten schmuck and you're watching that game, that gave you a great representation, one of the best representations of this rivalry that you could possibly have. Two teams really on top of their game. And I know that was a heartbreaking loss. A lot of fans are quick to blame. Well, I think what I've seen overall here for the Ducks is that they are quick to blame the coaches, which is fair enough. They're the ones making millions of dollars, right? Them and Bo Nix. One million dollars for Bo Nix, something like that. But, uh, and I think that's fair. It's fair to blame the coaches, especially when, when you go in there and you're saying balls to the wall, we're going to be absolutely aggressive, which is very clear that was Dan Lanning's game plan, um, which is, it was interesting. It was like aggressive play calling in, you know, uh, given the down and distance, yet at the same time, certainly not as just all gas, no breaks in the passing game as Washington, you know, is doing right now. Because clearly that is one of the best offenses in the country that we just faced, you know, in their territory. And it was different kinds of threats, but in my opinion, equally dangerous. Now, Bonix was going for a lot of quick, you know, screens, shorter passes in general, hoping that Washington's defense would miss some tackles or that our playmakers would, you know, be able to squeeze out some extra yards. And overall, they did. I mean, we had the winning game plan (laughs) in the end. And I think for a lot of Duck fans, obviously, what it comes down to is what do you think about those fourth down plays? Am I right? I mean, those are always the most dramatic ones. Those kind of mean the most can alter a game completely. Uh, I know a lot of old school people are saying, why didn't we go for the field goals? And, you know, when you when we lose by three points, I can't really blame you for having that mentality, especially when it's it's old football knowledge. Take the points when you can get them, especially when we got that turnover, which I mean, in that first half, it looked like they were unstoppable uh, or at least, you know, to our secondary. Uh, they were just streaking down the field, easily scoring. We get that that awesome interception from Julio Florence, who later gets injured, get that pick, uh, mainly because of a miscommunication every once in a while. When Michael Penix is airing out so much, it's bound to happen, and, and we took advantage of our opportunity. And we go down the field. We could, we were on the three-yard line. We I love the idea of going for it. 
certainly on third down, I like. I didn't mind the idea of throwing it, though. At the same time, and I'm sure a lot of other Duck fans are feeling this. We were doing so well in the run game, and it's not like late game when we were running and they were absolutely expecting it and selling it out because they because you had to to save the game. Uh, for uh, you still had the element of they've got to you know actually worry about the pass. He is such a, a efficient passer that you can't. And Dan Lanning is such a ballsy play caller. Uh, I'm not sure he's probably not actually calling the plays. I don't believe Will Steins, but or you know it's such a ballsy coach, the team in general, offensively especially, that you had to worry about the pass. And so I didn't mind the pass on third, on fourth down. I'm going to leave it to smarter minds than I am, uh, than I have. See, that's a good example of how dumb I am. But when Day comes on, I'd like to ask him about these specific plays. He'll probably be kind of over-talking about it, but uh, I'll be very interested, and I'm sure, listener, you will be too, to hear his perspective, perspective on these actual plays being called. Definitely cutting the field in half by sprinting out to your right you know, as they said on the, you know, even a dummy like me could tell, there's one player really that play is designed for in the corner near the pylon. That didn't work out. So you're putting your eggs in uh, one basket, and that was a bit rough. Certainly running it would be a little more digestible. But who knows? I mean, this game, as in, you know, football in general, is decided by little moments, by by little jukes, you know, by by a one missed tackle. So, I mean, and it's clear Dan Landing made the decision. It's like any opportunity, we're going for it. I certainly didn't mind going for it on fourth down too, because it truly felt like Michael Penix. Even if we punt, you know, you get you get you know best case scenario, he's got to go like ninety nine yards. The way that offense was going. Credit to Oregon's defense in the second half. They really adjusted. They really were getting at Michael Penix. The hits were starting to affect him. He clearly was injured. You know, I and I really like the guy, uh, Michael Penix. I didn't want to see him injured, but it was clearly starting to adva- uh, give us the advantage. And, but... I think Dan Landing was thinking we cannot give the ball. I mean, it's three yards. Three yards and you can win the game. So I absolutely don't, you know, judge him for that. Because a lot of times, if you're looking around the Pac-12, looking around college football in general, a lot of people are just like, especially when it gets into overtime situations or situations where, you know, you, you have a lead and you could go for it on fourth down, but instead you decide to punt and give, you know, maybe your weaker side, not in our case, but your weaker side of the ball, you know, now they have to save you. Like uh, Arizona against USC, I think there was definitely some times where <laughs> Jeff Fish could have been a little more, you know, gutsy. A little Could have used a little Dan Landing in him. And so I don't mind going for that to ice the game because, again, that is... We've got an efficient offense. Bo Nix had a great game. It wasn't a perfect game, but hey, in Seattle, with all that pressure on him, we had the lead. Like uh, he was absolutely awesome. QB one. 
especially watch the post-game interview too. He is so, so easy to root for. Honestly, both these QBs. And what's weird, I'll tell you this, both these teams in general, I truly hate Washington. Okay, don't be spreading any rumors that I don't. I truly hate Washington. Believe me when I say that. But you look around Twitter and a lot of other people that absolutely hate Washington and and Washington fans that absolutely hate Oregon, they are giving each other, both teams, a lot more credit and kind of respectability than uh, we're used to. And it's probably like enemies, like, you know, let's say a family feud or something, like two cousins that hate each other, but then someone dies in the family, the, this person being the Pac-12. Maybe you, you get together at the funeral and you kind of bury the hatchet, are a little more cordial, you know. I'm sure the hate will come back, uh, especially in this new Big Ten that we're going to join, you know. But it's probably a little bit knowing that this is the end of the Pac-12 and that we want it to be. Let's be real. Uh, I mean, I would rather not play Washington in the in the Pac-12 championship game just because I want better chances of winning it. I think we absolutely could beat them in Vegas. You'd be a fool not. I mean, it was a three-point game. We uh, arguably should have won the game. You know, <laughs> we didn't because Washington's a damn fine team. Um, but we could totally beat them without the home field advantage. With with more, uh, I don't know, just being a a hopefully healthier team, but also just we're learning. I mean, everyone on this coaching staff is young as hell. All these players are getting better every week. So I I, I did think that was really interesting, the Washington-Oregon. I mean, on Washington's side, it's probably really easy to be like, you know, look like the big man when you've when you've won. But uh, I've been surprised about even more some of the more toxic Oregon accounts on the toxic social media X or, you know, Instagram, TikTok, all this stuff. They are giving Washington more credit. It's, and it probably helps. Like, Michael Penix is so much harder to hate than, like, Jake Browning. Am I right? <laughs> just it kind of just it was like an insult to the game sometimes to watch him play. Uh, I guess I mean offense. I was going to say no offense. But, yeah, I, I meant a lot of offense to that. Or, or just, you know, some of the more – the other Washington teams, it's when it's just you're watching these huge flaws. And Washington is a flawed team. But this was a – god damn, it's, it's a little bit of a cliche, but this was a heavyweight fight, and this felt like just Washington had. You know, we pushed in the end. We were the underdogs by three points. And that's what it ended up being. It literally ended up being, this is a pick 'em, but it's in Seattle, so give them the three points. Give them the home dog, the three points. <sighs> I mean, obviously, that, those three plays, you know, the fourth, the two fourth downs, the in the goal that we went for it, we didn't make either. We lose by three points. Those could have been field goals. The missed field goal at the end, that hurts too. But also the fourth down that could have iced the game. We were so close, so damn close. Not only that, but how similar this game was in a lot of aspects to the last game we lost to Washington. Which is, that is also hard to stomach. All these things do make you forget about all the awesome things that happened that game too. 
like how much pressure we were getting on them. Um, the fact that our defense shored up in the second half. I mean, sure, we got picked apart by them in, in arguably the drive that mattered the most in the end there. But, I mean, remember, both our cornerback cornerbacks were down in that play. That's That felt like a knockout punch, honestly. It felt like we were donezo. But Bo Nix is, man, like, he led us down the field, led us for the comebacks. Even missing those field goals, we still had a lead in this. Don't forget about the, the goal line stop. That was awesome. That would have been haunting Washington fans like all the time, all the plays that we failed in this. Um, I definitely think there's criticism to be had, but I and, and mainly the criticism I would say is when we're in those fourth down situations and or the goals, you know, like when we are going for the touchdown on fourth and goal, the plays that we had were. I mean, clearly not executed well enough. And so that that's where it needs... That's some awesome tape, clearly. And hopefully, Will Stein and Dan Lanning can take what could be an opportunity here and learn from that. A lot of people saying they're not learning from these situations because there's, you know... There's the rivalry losses against Oregon State. We were very aggressive and with a huge lead or big lead that should have been arguably enough to win the game, we blew it. Same against Washington. So I get what you mean. And uh, it's it's just that thing where you kind of got to ride with it until we see how much of a trend this is. is if it's... I mean, just think of all these stories, you know, all these stories that in other conferences like like Harbaugh uh, losing to Ohio State over and over and over. And then suddenly now, I mean, he's not winning the, the national championship yet, but that team is clearly in a top tier elite level. They've made the playoffs recently. And uh, say, like Georgia, like Georgia was always like, oh, well, but there's Bama like. And Washington's not going to be this amazing Washington team every year. We're getting better and better recruits. I mean, obviously, this is me pumping rainbows in your blood. I'm mad, too. That that game sucks. That game hurt so bad. And now, my goal, personally, is not necessarily to make the playoffs for our team to make the playoffs. That'd be amazing, obviously. Uh, and I, and I, I want that natty desperately. However, the real goal, if you're a real Duck fan, I hate to use that kind of language because yeah, fans use that kind of shit way too much. But in my opinion, okay, true Duck fans, all they want or mainly what they need is to make the Pac-12 championship game and to win the Pac-12 championship game. In the year it's dying, for, for the history books to say Oregon won the final Pac-12 championship game just or, or just the Pac-12 in general. They, they were the champs. That would mean a lot. It really would. And I know so many fans. I mean, that's this whole thing feels like rat race or it's a mad, 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 mad world for you older folk uh, listening or watching this. It feels like all these teams racing 
for what is the grand prize of winning the pack before it goes away in what's been a fantastic season thus far. It's going to take us winning every damn game from here on out to make it to the Pac-12 championship. Most likely. I mean, USC, Utah, even Arizona, I guess. Um, these te- Oregon State, these teams would have to lose at least another time. Which is, you know, not just plausible, but it's absolutely going to happen for most of them. But if we lose another one, the odds definitely are not in our favor. So it's going to be a really, really tough task every single week going against these teams. Even the teams we're making fun of, you know, like Utah doesn't have much of an offense right now, especially with Cam Rising. Well, we're going to have to play them in Salt Lake City and their defense is for real. Um, USC, yeah, they're really easy to make fun of. They are Caleb Williams, and it feels like if he's not going to have a perfect game, then they are just going to get embarrassed by almost anyone. It's kind of what you know the narrative is right now, even though they've only have one loss. Well, they're going to play in Eugene, but that offense is legit. I mean, he is a Heisman winner for a reason. He's the number one pick in the NFL draft, possibly, for a reason, because that dude is legit, and if we have a bad day, that could be it, and we're out. So, it's it's a lot, but either way, this team, there's so much to root for for this team. I just ask fans who are, you know, if you're feeling really, really bad about it, maybe take a step back, like go do something else, or go complain on message boards. I mean, who am I? Like, that's what they're there for. Uh, or, you know, you can be like a person that's like, hopping on the fire Dan Lanning train right now. You're kind of nuts, but uh, power to you. This is America, baby. I don't really care about that. Maybe don't be too much of an asshole to others in your own fan base. That's all I'm really asking for, but I have no power in this. But if you're feeling bad, just remember where we at, where we are at right now, uh, whatever this season goes, just talent-wise, cohesiveness, the fact that, in general, it seems like we're on the up and up. Um, remember what <laughs> Cristobal did against Georgia Tech in Miami? That'll help, too. <laughs> but just think of the even short-term future. We're going to the Big Ten. I I think Dan Landing is here to stay. He's got a good buyout that hopefully will make him stay. But also, I legit think there's not... I think he wants to be here for a good you know, long haul for what college football is nowadays anyways. And we're just going to get better. We're going to get a better roster. There's going to be higher stakes, probably worse seasons ahead, you know. But I truly think this whole program's on the up and up. Uh, And I bet a lot of you agree with me. And one of these seasons, we're going to love how aggressive Dan Landing is and be like, because let's look at... Some of the recent, like, behemoths of college football. And I'm talking about, like, of course, 2019 LSU. I I hate the team, too, okay? But let's be real. That offense was ridiculous. That team was pretty great. Yeah, they had, like, a bunch of close calls. Uh, Week 2, 45-38 to Texas. Um, They had, I mean, some, like, head scratchers. 23-20 against Auburn. Uh, we know who's on that Auburn team. Uh, 46 to 41 against Bama. 
And then, you know, they just dominated everybody else. But Georgia, uh, last season, they had some weird ones. They had a, a what, a, let's see, 26 to 22 at Missouri. Um, uh, closer to Tennessee. I mean, ten, they dominated Tennessee. Let's be real. Uh, they had that in the playoffs. I mean, if it wasn't for one missed field goal from Ohio State, which totally should have been made you know i mean you should never trust kickers i love you camden lewis but i i for one knew that thing wasn't going in i bet a bunch of duck fans were just like yep we're done even though he made one from 45 earlier in the game um but they were uh, georgia was one missed field goal away and that is still one of you know the greatest teams in recent history so just remember all these things they they come down to single plays to, to drives going different ways, to turnovers. I mean, just take a minute and appreciate that that was one hell of a game and we almost beat them. And I hate the Huskies. I agree. But we almost beat one of the best teams in the country on the road. And there's we can maybe get another shot at them. And I'm excited about that. We got to take it week by week. Just try to enjoy it you know i mean i'm gonna be heartbroken and bummed and pissy and on those message boards with you if we say lose to oregon state in embarrassing fashion or just don't make the pac-12 championship game like it'll be crushing but just try to remember the long haul i think right now or dan Lanning sucks we'll upgrade (laughs) i don't know i guess all i'm saying is I'm here for you, Duck fans. Thanks for listening. Uh, We're going to get through this together. Oh, my God. So I mean, it's not like Alamo Bowl bad, right? I heard heard people online being like, this, in some ways, is worse than Cristobal against Georgia Tech. It's like, no, it isn't. Are you serious? This is a great opponent we just played. A great, terrible, shitty, you know, organization, but like a great, a great team, very efficient, like wonderful offense, certainly. And we almost had it. We should have had it. We blew it, but we're going to live to quack another day. Listeners, it's rough. I know after, you know, this is probably like half the people that normally listen to this is going to listen to this because I know when, when, we suffer a big loss. Last thing I want to do is listen to Oregon Ducks media. Some of you maybe take some solace in just hearing people grieve about it. I, I wish I was a little more negative for some of you because I'm sure some of you would be like, get this, these rose glasses out of here. But, um, hey, man, everything is on the table still for us. Listen to that Bonix presser if you want a little inspiration because... He's got a great head on his shoulders. We nearly had it, y'all. It's rough. Hopefully Dan Landing, he says it's 100% on him. Hopefully he learns. Hopefully at the same time he doesn't. I love how aggressive he is. I would hate to think that because he was scared to lose, we didn't win. I mean, he was going for that field goal, clearly, like kind of playing for that field goal at the end. But let's be real. He He has bigger balls than big balls Chip Kelly in his prime. And look at some of these other Pac-12 teams if you want to feel a little bit better. (sighs) Okay. 
Quack 12 fans, Duck fans, I love ya. I'm going to go do something that is not college football related. See you soon. We got a great interview with him today coming up. Probably talking to Wazoo, uh, you know, know it all. Okay. See you later. Ugh.